Welcome to the Stronger Than Your Boyfriend podcast. We are Heather and Katie, owners of Barpath Fitness, here to help you sift through the bullshit and toxic misinformation that permeates the fitness industry. Today, we have a Q&A podcast. And you know the drill. We're back a little less nasally, but I'm still nasally. But <laughs> we have three questions. If you want to ask us questions, join our Facebook group, Stronger Than Your Boyfriend. We're sliding to the DMs on Instagram at Barpath Fitness. Or send us an email if you're cool. So many options. So many options to reach us, your best friends. Okay. Question one. If you stop strength training for over six months, how do you know what a good starting weight to use is? This is a good question. It, it Honestly, don't try to go back to what you were doing before you stopped. And I would also say it depends on how consistent you were before you stopped strength training. So like, did you have years under your belt or did you only have six months? Like you gain strength really quickly in your first six months. So were you more of a beginner? Were you like super seasoned? I will say if you're probably, I don't know. I don't like, I'm trying to think of like a good percentage of like numbers, but I don't really know like at least half of what you were doing before, but I would just feel it out. Like start, like, let's just say you're doing basic barbell back squats. You're throwing in some bench press some rows, deadlifts. Just start with, just start with the bar with back squats, start with the bar for bench press, see how that goes and slowly increase, maybe add like five or 10 pounds each side and see how that feels. And the nice thing about starting over well not starting over but starting again after a long break is that you really don't need a lot to get a really good stimulus and see change and you'll gain the strength and muscle back pretty quickly because muscle memory is definitely a thing yeah that's what i was gonna say is like i took quite a while off like squatting and benching Uh, squatting for sure squatting i didn't squat for like a year like barbell back squat right i did other forms of squats but i didn't barbell back squat for like a year and i was trying to rebuild my squat and i was squatting like so i used to squat like close to 300 right as my max and then took some time off came back was squatting like 95 to 135 all this like last three weeks because this is the first time i back squat in a year and just on sunday i hit 200 and was like oh This isn't bad. Like it's just, it took me four weeks to build up to 200, but like it went from 95 to 200 in four weeks. So it does come back very quickly. Yeah. And I would say if you have been training and you took, you know, the six months off, you don't even need to start with barbell stuff. You can do like goblet squats. You could do just basic push-ups, like work on your push-ups, like just basic movements. As long as you have an upper body push and pull and a lower body push and pull, that's a pretty good workout and a really good stimulus. And you'll see some pretty good results. And then once you're back consistent for a month or two, then we can think about, okay, let's get serious. You know, let's start lifting heavy again if you want, mm-hmm. et cetera. So I wouldn't worry too much about it. A little bit goes a long way with strength training. Yeah, totally. Yeah. All right, cool. Question two, if you haven't consumed adequate protein in a few weeks, should you double up when prioritizing it again? Not necessarily. No, I would just make sure that you're getting up in, you know, an optimal intake of protein. But I will say, I feel like that's not a bad strategy though. So if you're the type of person, maybe you're not tracking or like loosely tracking and you try to double your protein intake, I think you'll be in a pretty damn good spot. So that's not, it's not a bad strategy, but if you're like tracking the actual numbers, you don't need, like, let's say, you know, you weigh 120 pounds and you're, you're, aiming for 120 grams, you know, optimally. And then you don't need to go to 240, right? Yeah, that's, that's just excessive. That's too, yeah. <laughs> it's not going to make up for any lost time. It's just once you're consistently hitting that optimal protein intake, you'll start to see the results. And 
you know, there are other times when eating a little bit more protein is beneficial. Like if you're in a caloric deficit and you're trying to preserve muscle, maybe you go even above a gram per pound if you really want to try to preserve muscle. I know that's like a bodybuilder strategy when they're cutting for a show. But no, you can't really make up for lost time with protein. It doesn't work like that. Yeah, that reminds me of creatine a little bit too because back in the day, people were... There, it was actually a recommendation, I think, at some point to like load creatine. And now the recommendation is you don't need to just yeah. take your normal amount when you start it. Yeah. And I will say, though, I think I listened to a recent podcast. It talked all about creatine and they were talking about, well, what you just said is true, Heather. You can't your body does store creatine. So mm-hmm. like. I think one of the questions I was asked, like, if you go on vacation, like, do I need to bring my creatine? And mm. the guy was just like, no, your body stores enough to where like you're, I don't know the the mechanisms, but like you produce it every day if you've, t- if you're taking it um, exogenously. But I mean, for a week, you'd be fine. But I think it's just something you still need to do every day. Mm-hmm. Well, I wouldn't, I don't want to say need. If you're right. prioritizing it, you should do it every day if you can. Right. That's right. a better way to say it. Yeah. Okay, cool. Cool. All right. Question number three. How should I track my weights if I'm using a cable machine? I find most cable machines are different. Heather, you had a great response to some... I think I basically reworded this question. Someone in our group was like, what the fuck on this cable machine? And it's just... it's Cable machines are all over the place because some are in kilograms, some are in pounds, but then some pounds don't feel like the right amount of pounds. So uh, my my best advice is do the cable work on the exact same cable machine if you can. But if, I don't know, for some reason your gym switches it or you have to go to a different one and it's a different cable machine, do your best. I would just try to feel out the way. I don't really have any good answers for that because you just have to have the exact same one. Yeah, like, my, so many first, my first uh, question to this person was, is it a double pulley versus a single pulley? Because yeah, that makes a difference. There's a one or two pulley system. And, you know, when you use one, you're using it's a one to one ratio and the other one's a two to one ratio. So that, you know, doubles the weight. But if it's not a true double, if it's just different and it feels off um, the weight, I believe the weight labeled is is it supposed to take into account the actual like cable machine and the leverages and the angle of it and all that jazz and the way it's like set up that would make sense for why they're also fucking different but also yeah it's all going to be different then right so like depending on how everything's calibrated and and you know the the actual cable (laughs) and it's like strength and all that like the angles of everything like it's all going to be a little different so like katie said your best bet is to you can record a general number and think okay i'm about 30 pounds for this next week i'll try you know 30 35 maybe 25 depending on the weight stack and how it looks but like the best bet is to use the same machine yeah and but also i wouldn't stress too much about it like it's not that big of a deal so just try you know we're splitting hairs when it comes to the weight with that so yeah and i mean even like 45 pound plates like if you're just if you're not using calibrated plates which if you've never seen calibrated plates, you probably haven't in a commercial gym. They don't have them. Calibrated plates are only in like powerlifting gyms, I feel like. Yeah, yeah. But even like a standard, I remember at one gym I worked at, we weighed every single 45 pound plate and they ranged from like 38 to 56 pounds or something crazy. Like, yeah, yeah, they're not, nothing is like set in stone and in weights and fitness. Yeah, the good news is is I don't feel like most people gym hop every other day. So like you're probably going to be using the same weights the same cable machine so 
that's all that matters. It's just like consistency over time. So even yeah. if it's, even if your 45 pound plates weigh 38 pounds and you're squatting, you know, on paper 135, like just keep that weight. Like you're mm-hmm. progressing if you're getting stronger, like don't worry so much about it. But it is interesting to like weigh an actual plate where it says 45 pounds and it's like, this is 48 pounds. Like, right. okay. I've been squatting with 36 on this side and 53 on this side. Yeah. How and crazy. it's weird because <laughs> I have, I'm sure you and I have both noticed like at when you know, maybe like traveling or something, you train at a different gym, you're like, mm. why the fuck does everything feel so heavy here? And mm-hmm. maybe that's part of the reason. I don't know. Could yeah. have like heavier metal plates or something. So Yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay. Cool. Cool. Simple. All right. Well, if you like this podcast, please rate to interview it. It really helps this little podcast get seen. And yeah, that's it. I already told, uh, told you all where to find us. So do it. Yes. Follow. <laughs>